This week on the After Dark Podcast, secret passages, Teddy is a whole new man, and someone drops in to play a game of Fortnite. Come on, come on to the After Dark Podcast. The podcast in which Sheriff Anthony does his best to wrangle Conrad through Westworld, one doggone episode at a time. So kick back and grab yourself some Apple Jack, or some Adam's Ale if that's your preferred poison, and get ready for these two wannabe cowboys to ramble the night away. Music was provided by the fantastic Nancy White and Jared Iscariot. Enjoy the show! Hello, and welcome to the After Dark Podcast. I'm Anthony James, and that's Conrad. Hello! Hello, Conrad. How are you this week? I'm well. I'm back from being in the same... Not that the listeners would know this, but I'm back from being in the same country as Anthony, briefly, where we did meet. Mm-hmm. We did. For the, for the first time in a while. Um, so we got some... I'm not going to say anything, but some potentially exciting <laughs> news coming up about that. Um, and yes, I'm, I'm back in, uh, in, in Albion. The land of the land of King Arthur, I guess. West, I don't West know. Bromwich. I'm, yeah, sure. West Bromwich. Yeah, West Brom. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I'm I'm excited to be back on on the Westworld wagon slash train. Yes, uh, I am too. Actually, to be honest with you, because we took a week break last week. Obviously, I wasn't feeling that that well. Um, you can I still am, hear I, it. You can still hear it in his voice. Yeah, just so I, we know was, that was legit. That was a that was a kayfabe, <laughs> a kayfabe injury that uh, that Anthony not, suffered there. Not even kayfabe. Let's be honest. Uh, it oh, was, I, I guess it was a shoot. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it, was an, it was an absolute shoot of an injury. Yeah. Um, no, but no, no, I was just I was just just under the weather. It usually happens to teachers around September, October. All the germs mixing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, not the big bad related, so don't worry about that. But I will say, <laughs> I will say, feeling feeling better now, and I'm looking forward to get back to Westworld because it has been two weeks. And I will say, Conrad, for a second time, there is a lot going on in this episode which I want to talk to you about because yes, gosh, yes. diddly, gosh, diddly. One, what oh, I've said this to you before we start recording. I'm going to say it now just to prime the pump, so to speak, of the discussion. One might uh, is it ten episodes this season or is it twelve again? I think uh, no, it's it was 10. ten last time. Okay, I think, it, I think it's ten again. Yeah. So, so we are on episode six of a ten episode season, and yep. they have introduced. I'd sight unseen some concepts in this episode that one might say in a traditional screenwriting sense perhaps should have been hinted at before <laughs> before they <laughs> before they just fire them into the, into the reality but yes there was a lot going on a lot to cover yep yep and uh, without giving too much away let's you know so to speak they have cracked open the nut of this one let's say that <laughs> um <laughs> The and, delicious uh, brain nut, and yeah, the, the delicious fruit inside, and we're gonna, <laughs> we're gonna, we're gonna see what's going on. Bernard balls of steel. That's all we'll say. We'll we'll get into it anyway. Uh, right, guys. Uh, I haven't said this for a long, long time. Subscribe to the channel. Thank you. Uh, let's get into it, Conrad. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Right. So. I'm going to be honest with you guys, I'm still not feeling the best, so I'll keep this short and sweet. Dolores pulls an old switcheroo on us in the old interview scene. Bernard seems to be being tested by her. Teddy's changed. He's not picking up cans of soup for Dolores anymore. He's picking up bullets and putting them into people's heads. Peter Abernathy gets bolted to a table. Against his will, of course. Maeve decides not to use her powers. A lot. We get some character work between the man in black and his daughter, who seems to be a dab hand at Westworld, we should say. Alcy and Bernard are doing some good old-fashioned hacking. 
That is when Bernard decides to take his fucking nut out of his head and put it in a machine. There's a wee fella from Northern Ireland shows up, and he's up to trouble. Lee calls for help with the phone that he had this whole time. Maeve saves her child from the Indians, but not her child's new mother, and Dolores blows up home base. Did I miss anything? Knock, knock, Conrad. Who's there? Metaphors, and we've got plenty of them. Oh! I mean, but to be honest, <laughs> Westworld is normally absolutely, absolutely rife with metaphors. Um, that's one thing that yep. you can always rely upon it. But there were... I'm trying to think now. What ones did we have in this episode? Well, the, ep- the, the episode started with Teddy walking over to pick up the can like he always does to give back to Dolores. But instead yeah. of the can, his hand goes behind the can and he picks up a bullet. What a metaphor. Yes. Yeah, that's. I mean, that is. Uh, yeah, that is symbolism one hundred and one. Uh, I'd actually forgotten that that happened. Uh, I was too busy noting during this entire episode that because Teddy is, he's got that bad boy edge to him now. Yeah, yeah, it and is, yeah. there are several instances where Dolores looks at him with what can only be described as longing in her eyes, um, confirming longing, that yeah. that he has that he has that alpha male grind set now. Like he's a bad boy, so he's ten percent hotter. To Dolores, um, as as pickup artists across YouTube will confirm. Yeah, well, I will say there is a bit of that in 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 her as well. But I actually I saw a bit of regret, if I'm honest with you. Um, Did you see? I there there definitely is regret, which is really stupid in the context yep. of what yep. she's done. Because like there's definitely that moment. I can't remember what he does. It's in like the first scene. He does something. Um, he shoots. He shoots the guy they're trying to get information out of. Just that's right. Him. He shoots the guy. Yeah. But so I mean, full disclosure. I watched the first half of this episode last week before I knew that the Anthony was unwell, and then I stopped, and then I picked it back up again this week. So there's going to be a disconnect. <laughs> but so um, that yes. Yeah, so he shoots the guy, and there's definitely that moment where Dolores kind of does the Hollywood classic, like look at the hands, like what have I done? Um, and <laughs> yeah. it's like you can just change him back. You, you it's it's very you, you just whoop, just put the put the slider back up to good like you did in the last episode <laughs> yeah. but but she treats it like it's a an irreversible change that she's put <laughs> Teddy through here absolutely ridiculous um there's another bit of metaphor as well um is when she's she's playing the piano herself it's not automatic this time yep. she's taking her destiny into her own hands Conrad yeah 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 that's that's a that's a great example of a, of a visual metaphor that we see yeah. in this episode. Yeah, exactly. And I, I Not think... the only person we see playing the piano themselves in this episode. I'll say that much. Uh, oh, that is that's true nothing. actually. Although there although there is actually a precedent for that other character to be playing the piano by themselves yeah. before. Also, um, he might be a ghost. I'm not sure yet. <laughs> like we don't we don't know. How does Dolores know the piano by the way? Is it did, did they put in her her code that she had a previous like piano teacher when she was five or something she's never talked yeah about she's that. never mentioned the piano maybe maybe it's it's just um it, it, it's like a kind of a sub a subconscious kind of level but once yeah. they it's like like how how in real life when anyone sits at a piano they can't help but play that dun 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 it's just that um yeah exactly it's not a not a person alive who can resist playing that when they sit down at the piano um and this is just an extension of that for the hosts yeah, it must be, must be. Uh, but yes, there is a bit of regret in her face. She shows the regret actually before <clears throat> Teddy kills the guy, Or I'll say. Yeah. Yeah. Teddy sa- Teddy says like, you know, let's get going. Let's get going. And then uh, like she, he, just, he, just, he doesn't want to hang around. That makes her feel really regretful for some reason. She's like, 
oh, I, I changed him because I want him to want to get going, and now he wants to get going. I wish he didn't want to get going. Yeah, uh, so just change him back. You can do it. You've got yeah, the tablet. You've got the man and the tablet to do it. There's no reason to continue down this path. Yeah, but then obviously he kills the guy, as you say. And uh, second second time in like two minutes, she's regretful. Um, we'll see if it bites her. We'll see if it bites her going forward. What do you think about this new Teddy? He's sort of he's washed up the he's washed <laughs> off the James Marsden of the of films like Enchanted, and he's yeah. come out. He's come out as a genuine badass. Yeah, I, I I like him. I've got a lot of time for this Teddy, to be honest. Uh, he, he was very clean cut, which I feel like suits James Marsden down to the ground as an actor because he normally mm-hmm. ends up playing sort of the nice clean cut guy who inevitably gets cheated on. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, th- this kind of rough around the edges Teddy, I've got a lot of time for. Uh, I think he's he's... I mean, they're, they're definitely going in a direction where Dolores is eventually going to come into direct conflict with him because of the changes she's made to him which is kind of silly but i i like him as a character he's a lot more interesting um than he was previously like kind of watching teddy mope around and be like this ain't what we were supposed to do dolores and uh, that wasn't a very good james marston impersonation i apologize but that's the best we're gonna get um it, it, it was wearing a bit thin so it's nice to nice to revitalize his character and and to be honest actually i was i was said before with the top hat guy that they made good when peter abernathy first yes. showed back up again i was like oh this is this is an interesting change you know you the idea that you, we can you know swap people keep the characters but swap their personalities around um mm, so yeah. it's cool that they've done it to one of the main characters and i i kind of hope there's more of it though i feel like te- realistically teddy's probably the only one Okay, yeah, I, I, I like the point you're making, though, but I, I do feel that it took a bit too long. I think Teddy yeah. Teddy was, as you say, it was a bit, wearing a bit thin, that whole, you know, sort of, what would you call, I, what would you call the type, like the sort of white hat cowboy, for lack yeah, of a better Yeah, term. white yeah. meat baby face is what he was. Yeah, like, yeah, the he white was, meat he baby was, face, he was, yeah. uh, he, he was the Roman Reigns before the heel turn, like, it was just like, no, no one's buying this from you, Teddy, like, come on. <laughs> like, yeah, that's, that's, that's exactly how I feel, yeah, about Roman Reigns, like, he's like, yeah, like John Cena, like, yeah, like the WWE let it let him be booed for ten years. Uh, luckily with Teddy, he actually is more of a Roman Reigns because eventually they did allow him to go the heel. Yeah. Whereas, whereas, like you know, could you imagine like season five and Teddy still shucks, Dolores shucks. That that would be the John Cena route, you know? Oh uh, yeah, like I would be booing, I'd be cheering every time Teddy died at that point, like uh, as I did. <laughs> well, as with if John yeah, Cena. as if you as if you weren't though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah that would be the worst thing. Yeah, they they could do the John Cena thing and persist with me, like forcing this narrative that everyone loves him. It's like, no, we all hate him. He's the worst. Just kill him. Yeah, speaking of uh, overpowered people with lots of plot armor like John Cena, May May is now people have warned us this is coming in the comments. I remember it coming to be honest with you. Obviously, I've seen the show before. You have not. I don't think you could really predict how mental it would get with Maeve's uh, powers. And then she just ignores them a lot of the time. If you, if you, yeah. So if I don't know if that sound I just made translated into the recording, that was me exhaling heavily. So there are things about the Shogun World stuff that I love. I think stylistically it's cool. I think even though it's hitting tropes, and by God, is it hitting a lot of them? um, It's doing them well. So like I I think in in the previous episode we got a lot of a lot of samurai sort of chambara tropes and this this episode felt like it was kind of polishing them off. So we got Mm -hmm. samurai duel, fighting blind, hirakiri, koi pond, get it all out, because we're not going back to Shogun World. 
Oh my Mount, god. Mount they, Fuji, Blood who, Tube. Who built the fucking replica Mount Fuji in this? <laughs> like, how on earth? Like, I, I know, uh, listen. I know we're watching a television series. I know it's a fantasy. I know there are robots walking around that can be resurrected. But there are some things that really do stretch the limits of my my suspension of disbelief. And a replica Mount Fuji, one of the biggest mountains in the world, is one of them. Why? I feel like that would change the way the Earth rotates. Like doing something of, on that scale, <laughs> like you I mean, would is, alter. It, is it actually to scale, or is it just perspective? Why it, it looks that <laughs> way? It's just a matte painting that's like two hundred <laughs> meters in front of them. I can just imagine like the, the Truman Show, like they go right up to the edge. Yeah, paint, yeah, painting that, on the stairs. That's what it is. Yeah, that's what it is. It's not. It's not there at all. It's just a big painting a couple of meters in front of them. They 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 don't know any different. They're, they're robots. Um, doesn't look like anything to me. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Maeve is ridiculous. Maeve is... I don't know... The, the, so, uh, the problem with Maeve is she's entered... And I, I still like Maeve as a character, but, I mean, I've said this before this season. She and Dolores have kind of been really done dirty by the writing in this season because in the si- first season, they were deep, complex characters mm-hmm. who were wrestling with their I, identity and their past and trying to sort of come to terms with you know how much of their experiences could be considered real even though they were pre-written you know Maeve's relationship with her daughter which does come back in this episode and Dolores's relationship with her you know father and 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 Teddy and the people around her there was a lot of really interesting stuff and in this season both of them have just kind of abandoned all of that in favor mm-hmm. of being pretty bland protagonists who propel the plot forward and don't get a lot of time to do any interesting character work. Dolores gets a little bit at the beginning with the Arnold uh, slash Bernard stuff, which I thought was mm-hmm. really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but Maeve doesn't really get any, or hasn't really had any. Um, and they've now kind of painted themselves into a bit of a corner, I think, with her character, because she's entered that like Superman territory, where it's like, how do you write her so she doesn't use these powers? Like, how, how do you get around the fact that she can speak any language and do so telepathically to command anyone to do anything um and it's you can see the iceberg coming with Maeve's <laughs> with Maeve's character where it's like at some point you're going to have to disable this power somehow because otherwise it's just going to trivialize everything you could say they've ripped the heart out of it, comrade. Uh, okay, mm. so a uh, little, little. Uh, that's a that's a metaphor that was in the show, just so you know, guys. Yeah. Conrad, you you have led on very nicely into this week's new segment. Insert relevant tune here. So the new segment this week is obviously all around the fact that Maeve has these show-changing abilities that she decides not to use anymore. Um, now I came up with an idea uh, based like even if we have a, one, only one example, that's all we really need. It's funny you said it's like Superman. My my example of this in in sort of cinema before is in Superman one. Whenever Superman decides to turn back time by flying mm. around the world opposite to its rotation, and it turns back time, and he's able to save Lois Lane. Now I just want to say to you, everything that happened in Superman two, Superman three, Superman four could have been prevented by the same exact thing. Now, in fact, if we just go a little further than that, any superhero film ever, if you assume you know the, the universe's physics is the same, could they could also do that. Captain Marvel could do that as well. I, I, I don't see why, why she couldn't. Um, so, Conrad, why do you think 
uh, he didn't utilize this bit, this ability with Richard Pryor in Superman Three when he was uh, stealing all the, all, all the fractions of pennies from the banks. I, I feel like um, they're in between the films. And it has been a while since I've seen those Superman movies, but I feel like in between those movies, it's probably implied that he was using it every time he like you know he like stepped on a piece of Lego or something. It's like ah fuck okay, <laughs> yeah. I'll take it back, take it back thirty seconds, so I don't do that. And eventually, there was an entire cautionary tale that transpired um, where he went back too far and turned Lois Lane into a baby or something and then had and then he spent like the whole day undoing it by being like oh I've gone too far forward she's 60 now okay like let's go let's go back a little bit um and he was like you know what it's not worth it unless someone's died I'm not gonna do it uh and that and that and and then by Superman 3 he 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 just couldn't be bothered with it anymore it's too much effort it is a lot of it. It does look because you think think about it, right? Yeah, for, for like for us watching it, it happens in a split second. He's probably flying back around the Earth for a hundred million years or something to get yeah. it to happen. It's a whole day. He spends the whole day <laughs> doing that, and like you know, if he wants to watch his shows or he wants to relax, <laughs> that's that's all out the window at that point. And, <laughs> and like back it, yeah. in back in the sixties, catch up didn't exist, and he didn't exactly. He couldn't. Yeah, there was no TiVo, nothing like that. No, he'll miss he, he'll miss that showing of Jaws. The, yeah. for, for the you know the, the first time that it was on television or whatever if he does this and you know you can't watch that again until it's out on vhs which they did they did have couple vhs in the 70s no, yeah, I, no I, a couple of decades that is okay well there you go so yeah home movie didn't exist so superman never saw jaws as a result of saving lois lane's life was that worth uh, it you know margot kidder think would so. think so but <laughs> yeah, yeah she got to come back for the second one but i i i personally don't think it was worth it i think i think uh he should have maybe you know let her go and then go go to the cinema <laughs> you know take lay low the first for, movie uh, yeah lay low for a bit lay low for a bit and then come back as superman with like a grand return everyone forgets about it he comes back as superman a few years later oh i see this is you is this you secretly trying to to stand for the brandon ralph superman returns movie <laughs> no 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 <laughs> although that was uh as, a, as i think i saw that one five times in the cinema uh that, that was Lord. uh that was that, that was a teenage Anthony loving loving just seeing something new in terms of Superman. Um, but anyway, yes, my point my point is in terms of the uh, the Maeve thing, very much similar thing. She's got these power mm. now that she that she can't use it, and I'm going to say that they're going to have to come up with a better idea than just she wants to give the samurai the respect and let him fight himself. Because let me just tell you, if she does believe that these hosts are people too, uh, and she believes that actually we we deserve to have our own experiences. Why the fuck did she just go see a bitch to the new mum of her daughter? Because she was just like, just like, no, you, know, you can die to the Indians. I'm not going to stop them with my special power. I'm just going to take my daughter. Thank you very much. If she yeah. really felt that the hosts were people, why did she do that? It's yeah, it is very inconsistent her logic for um, for when she chooses to use it and when she chooses yeah. not to use it. Um, and, I, and I feel like Maeve has been established as a fundamentally quite selfish character you know like she 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 is willing to manipulate other people uh as we see with um with dumb and dumber what are their names sylvester and frank felix Felix, that's it uh yeah that's right um she's happy to manipulate and coerce people into achieving her own ends admittedly you know they weren't blameless they were they were you know humans who were who were working on the bodies but i mean they're still you know they're not they're not the people who came up with the idea of Westworld. It's just a job for them. So it seems odd for her to suddenly be like, "Oh, I'm going to honor the tradition of the samurai." Uh, it, on one hand, we get a cool Hiroyuki Sanada sword fight, so that's that's 
always appreciated um and I, don't, I don't mind it too much but on the other it does it is a bit of a kind of betrayal of her character <laughs> I, i'm just really enjoying the framing of the few sentences there you chose considering what happened in the fight on one hand on the other so. <laughs> yeah that's true, that's true. and it, yeah and on the other it's on the ground <laughs> yeah yeah exactly uh okay so going from probably the most like sort of futuristic powers uh skilled um uh character in mave to mm. probably the most sort of traditional western skilled character the man in black or so we thought because mm. actually his daughter is seems to be showing him up a bit now she knew yeah. about the hot she knew about the honey pot she seems to be a bit more which is actually actually no you know actually conrad i'm going to say something now i Go think on. that's i think it's bollocks and i'll tell you why because she not two minutes after this when she uh, she knows so much the the details of these arrows that it must be a honeypot she says that she hasn't really been to the park since she was a child because now she's old enough to go to the pleasure palace yeah. and garage yeah so it, so they're doing they're doing one thing which I appreciate with with this storyline, which is that this entire um, Man in Black meeting back up with his da- daughter screams Man in Black Redemption tour to me. You know, like he, it, like yeah. he's he's he kind of let his wife de- uh, deteriorate or let the relationship deteriorate to the point where his wife didn't see any any way out other than suicide, and his daughter hates him for that. That's all great stuff. I enjoyed the kind of sentimentality of their conversation with each other. I think that was good. I think that's what this that kind of sentimentality is what this this season of Westworld has badly missed. So it's always a welcome return when it comes back. Um, I don't really buy. I think no, that's not true. I I enjoy the characterization of his daughter. I think her being this badass who's like equal to the man in black. She mm. sells it. The actress sells it. But I think I absolutely agree with you. It's one of those things where if you like pick away at the surface, it's like hold on, you haven't been here for like since you were five or whatever, and you're probably in your late twenties, early thirties now, and you can recognize fake Ghost Nation arrows. It it does sort of. It, it does start to fall apart a little bit. I, I gave them that one, but hopefully they settle on something a bit more consistent for her. But she's, she seems like a cool character. I'm glad to have her yeah. here. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad that Man in, the Man in Black has something to do now because I've said before, I did feel like he was just kind of spinning his wheels a little bit, waiting for something to happen. And uh, and this seems like the thing he was waiting for. Yeah, and I, and I yeah, you're right. And I think also like, they sort of got away with like the nebulous game in the first season, which yeah. he thought he was trying to get to the center of, which didn't really ever make any sense until finally it was revealed that it was for the host to gain consciousness. Yeah. This second season, they're sort of doing a similar thing, yes. but just saying it's for him, and and it's even more nebulous. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not. I'm not going with it at all this season. You know? No. Yeah. I'm. I'm completely with you. I, I think the first season, the mystery was enough to carry me through, even though I never fully understood what they were going for. Um. And the ending was. I, I wouldn't call it necessarily a satisfying ending because it's not really supposed to be a big resolution, so it's not supposed to be satisfying. But the moment they started doing it again with Lawrence and this. I was like, okay, fool me once, shame on, shame on, shame on me. Fool, fool me twice, won't won't get fooled again. Um, <laughs> you can't you you can't fool me again. You just I never did, quote you just, that right. I can never you remember. Literally what it was did he said. the George Bush. You did, just did the George W. Bush thing. 
Yeah, that was deliberate. No, it wasn't. I it, don't that was I, oh, unbelievable. You're such a good actor. You're such a good actor that I thought it was real. Listeners, write in, write in, and let me know if you bought that because I I felt <laughs> yeah, like I, I, I felt like it was obvious <laughs> enough. Um, but yeah, mission so, accomplished. <laughs> 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 I I enjoyed this. This is the most I've enjoyed a Man in Black sequence for a while. I'm gonna say. Okay. All right, fair enough. I, 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 I'm not, I'm not disagreeing with you to be honest with you. Right, before we get into the uh, Bernard Brainnut stuff, I want to, I want to talk about two things briefly. Go on. The first thing is, what about this, uh, this jabroni parachuting in? Uh, Scottish guy. <laughs> yeah, is he Scottish <laughs> or Northern Irish? He, 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 I, it's hard to tell. It's not his real accent. I'll say that much. <laughs> like, is it? It's relaxing, but yeah, they're, maybe it's relaxing, but they're making him ham it up or something. But um, yeah, it, it doesn't. It sounds hammy. like he's struggling to land on it. I, I mean, what can you say? Except we lost uh, Jim, what's his face, in the last episode. We lost our gruff Scots- Scotsman, and so they literally parachute another one into the plot to be like, here you go, here's another one who's not quite as good, but if you squint, he's 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 similar to Jim Delos. What was Jim? What was his surname? Delos. What was Logan's surname? It was Delos. Yeah, yeah, that's the name of the company. That's the last oh, okay. name. Okay. I've never like interrogated whether that like that was actually their surname, and on on reflection, that's a bit of a silly surname. I've De- never heard of Delos. It. Well, you Delos. don't get, you don't you don't get to choose your surname. No, I know, Conrad. but it's like the writers do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're in world here, Conrad. We're yeah, in world. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But but yeah, so we've we've lost we've lost our S tier Scotsman, but we've gained. A maybe Scotsman who I'm gonna. I'm, I, you keep talking. I'm double checking if he is. I think he might be Northern Irish. I don't know why. I'm putting him at B, regardless in his tier listing. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Like he's not. He's nowhere near as strong an intro as Jim, a Scottish Jim. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm having trouble finding here. I'm gonna put all my eggs in in the Irish basket. Um, yeah. So let us know in the comments, guys. Uh, this crazy guy who's dropping in to play a weird game of Fortnite. What is he? Yeah, he. he... <laughs> He literally just turns up, insults the lesser Hemsworth, and then goes Ashley. to find Tessa Thompson, which is that's a solid way to make your introduction. But I, I would, I'm immediately like, this guy is being introduced way too late in this season. Yeah. Also, like, where's the Skarsgård? Like, you know, he's he hasn't he hasn't even arrived yet, and what, yeah. we've seen so little of him that the 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 waiting put on these uh you know timelines of this season is really strange to me i don't know yeah <laughs> like it's really strange really strange anyway anyway it is what it is um brain nuts oh no sure. there was one other, sorry there was one other thing for i said two things so i'm i'm not going to lie to you guys i've got one more thing okay where or what is going on in the first scene in this season in the show this episode when uh again we're back in the room with arnold bernard barn arnold um, talking to Dolores, and then Dolores uh, says, "Oh no, you're not him. You, he wouldn't have said that." Where where is this taking place? Oh, well, so, yeah, so the that's a good point actually. So I I really enjoyed that scene because it because you get that kind of the first season had loads of those like framing devices of like here's a conversation between Arnold who we didn't know was Arnold at the time, but Arnold and Dolores where they talk about some ethical quandary. So for this one, it was like if you create something that will go on to do something awful and you possess the power to destroy it, is it your choice to make as to whether you will allow that to happen and do you take responsibility for the awful thing that happens? It was a cool cool discussion and I enjoyed it. But you're absolutely right. That shift to the middle timeline when it's then Dolores forcing Bernard to reenact this, 
when when I stop and think about that, it's like okay, how and why and where actually because. I, I mean, I guess, okay, the where charitably you could say Dolores is aware of those like little underground rooms of which there seem to be thousands and thousands in the park now. So she could have popped down, popped down the lift in the, it's like um the piano is actually like one of those, uh, one of those like James Bond style things that like you play yeah. old time rock and roll on it and it like sinks down into a <laughs> into a th- into a thing in the floor um so that's probably where she's doing it but yeah the the why i don't really understand yeah we'll, we'll see if it comes to fruition i will say though piano going down in the floor is a much high much more high-tech way of going down to an underground bunker than a blood tube that's all we'll say yeah yeah the blood pipe was <laughs> grim and not that wide either like i feel like you might struggle to get some of the bigger hosts you definitely struggle to get a fucking horse down that tube um so like so i'd feel like they didn't they didn't think that through when they when they commissioned it that's a good that's a good point actually uh what the fuck how are they fixing the horses up in that area that's a good idea well you have a pack based on the fact that there are lots of body parts around that I guess you have to butcher them above ground and then send them down bit by bit, which seems unnecessary. Like, just make the pipe bigger and you can send the whole thing down. Although, there's probably some health and safety about you can't just have horses sliding down (laughs) this pipe into an occupied room because someone's going to get hit with a horse and we're going to have a lawsuit (laughs) on our hands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we don't cover that. Um, Okay, so, brain nuts. I think it's probably the... the, Yeah, the brain (laughs) brain nuts nuts, right? It's probably the the pinnacle of the conversation we're going to have here. Now, brain Mm. nuts... Um, what did you think about the introduction of this, this little uh, this little seed in the middle of the brain nut? Like, what do you think? The, what the seed? It's like this little I don't know what you would call it, like a little marble. Inside. Oh, like the marble that that is what I consider to be the brain nut. Are you saying well, like you think? The well, nut I, is yeah, the okay. External... Well, now this is the nut, whereas the shell, you know, the, the white sure, okay. shell. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. I see what you mean. Yeah, this is a shelled brain nut um or unshelled no, no, no. i can never remember un- which one's yes. which un- unshelled yeah oh yeah actually you're right it's actually both of them are kind of correct aren't they yeah shelled. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's every time i buy nuts at the supermarket yeah. i have to be like fuck which one is it again <laughs> like I want, well, definitely I want... it is unshelled it's oh, definitely unshelled no. at one point it, go- it goes both yeah what goes both <laughs> ways what, what the fuck does the word shelled mean i think shelled means it has been taken out of its shell so which means the... if it's unshelled it's in a shell that yeah, that's weird. why it's confusing. It like that whoever came up with the etymology for that deserves to be fired from their job at the nut factory. <laughs> yeah. But yes, so the brain nuts, they're fine. They're fine. You know, they, they stand to reason. They've got a. They have a brain, and the nut, I guess, is the brain. The idea that it contains consciousness is interesting um and and long-time listeners of the after Dark podcast will know me they'll know that i i'm, I'm like a bloodhound for an aspect ratio change and uh <laughs> and uh and we get one in this episode which is this okay so i i'm still i'm still deciding how i feel about this because on one hand i was like okay aspect ratio change bernard's brain nut is going into the matrix, I guess, uh, and it's like a simulation, simulation within simulation. There's interesting stuff that you can do here. Mm-hmm. Maybe, you know, taking it up a level and being like, is everything we're seeing at the moment a simulation? I don't know, um, but mm-hmm. it's they're playing with fire here because they're introducing this awful late in the in the season to really get very far with it. Uh, so I'm cautiously optimistic about where this thing with bernard in the simulation of westworld is gonna go 
Right. So, okay. I think I think the actual the props like the apparatus of what happened to get the knot out of his head and put it into the little reading system. I thought I actually quite liked the the production design on it. Yeah. To be with Did you like you like the little yeah. little arm yeah. that it, the yeah, nut I, goes I, in? D- don't have a hole. Have something that no. could very easily break with a bunch of joints in. Yeah. <laughs> in no, no, I absolutely absolutely loved it. Absolutely loved it. I think yeah. I think it really spoke to this uh, being a remake of something from like the sixties or seventies. Like it, yeah, it fe- yeah. It felt it felt like. Uh, it's sort of a bit too dated to be in a show of the you know a modern yeah. day show, <laughs> yeah. but 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 I, for that reason I kind of liked it. Um, but I mean uh, they have like the, the 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 sort of when they go into like the cradle, like the area where this like simulation is being housed, mm-hmm. it's very reminiscent of like HAL nine thousand in two thousand and one A Space Odyssey, like all the reds and blacks everywhere. So I, I do feel like they it, design wise, it was very deliberately a throwback. Yeah, I always love as well like TV shows that have like the server room looking like a fucking lair, like a bad guy's lair. <laughs> yeah, like, I've so, been in server rooms. They're normally not that exciting. <laughs> yeah, like exactly. Like and even like I work at a school. Some sometimes like the server stack is like just in a teacher's storeroom. <laughs> like you know. <laughs> yeah, if you're lucky, if you're lucky, there's a fan in there to keep it cold. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. It's just that. Uh, it's just. It's just ridiculous. Like I, I always think it's funny how much money they think these companies put into their server rooms. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so uh, yeah, so I'm interested too, to be honest with you. So, what do you think about this uh, Ford appearing at the end in the, pia- in the piano? So, do you think that Ford has created his own sort of Jim Delos like uh, little marble and yeah. put, and put it into this system already? Yeah, I mean, you know, he he created a young version of himself. Like he was obviously fascinated with interrogating his own memories through 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 child child Ford. So I think it stands to reason that, you know, mm. if he's able to create this simulation built out of the the collective consciousnesses of all of the hosts, why wouldn't he stick himself in it? You know, he's already he, he's probably already done done a fair amount of the work to get young Ford up and running. Um so yeah, I and, and it'll be interesting to see who else is there. You know, do we get yeah do we get Bernard is it like is 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 or Arnold I guess Arnold, is, yeah. is is Arnold in there as well like but will Bernard meet himself uh it's it's a possibility it is or is is Bernard actually the pearl of Arnold you know what I mean like uh this little mm. this little like pearly nut thing um I haven't decided on what I'm gonna call it yet but uh let's do, say- do you ever get that like feeling where, like this this is like a weird a weird thing that I do where like sometimes you, you see something and you really want to just like put it in your mouth to see what kind of mouth feel it has um like a gobstopper and the, yeah like a gobstopper and I see those and I'm like I'd like to give that give that a go those nuts <laughs> I can see see what they taste of I was I was really trying like how do I get the quote don't touch that squirrel's nuts from uh, <laughs> from the the remake of uh, Charlie and Truck Factory in uh, uh, unlimited Godstoppers is the way to go here. Uh, there you go. Right, yeah, <laughs> we got there. We got there in the end. Uh, right, guys, thanks very much for watching. We will be back uh, next week, and we'll be here with episode seven, uh, and we'll find out what's going on with these little nuts and all that sort of thing. To be honest with you, that's the most that's part of the show that I'm most uh, looking forward to now. What's going on with the nuts? Also, Dolores has just arrived. All. Well, blown up looks like uh the the home base of the, of the humans so that's going to cause some shit too and there's not too much to talk about there they did also abandon tablet guy so no chance now of teddy getting his upgrades again. yeah that um, feels like that feels short-sighted to be honest i don't understand why they did that i don't really know why he was so annoyed either like you've got these hosts who are holding you at gunpoint making you do stuff you could get killed at any moment and they're like okay you go into the wilderness now and he's like no please no it's like i'd be like thank fuck yeah i'm gonna go find one of those piano lifts and get home (laughs)
yeah, exactly. Well, I would be happy. Right, guys, thanks very much. Uh, make sure you uh, let us know what you think in the comments and like the video, subscribe to the channel. Uh, if you want to listen to us on audio apps, we are the After Dark Podcast, and on YouTube, we are the Culture Cave. Thank you very much, guys, and we'll catch you next week. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.